Hi, everyone. Hello. Welcome to the show. So this week we're doing something that I think we did for our first episode ever, S1E1, which is like an advice podcast, which we don't quite have the listenership to have people write in for advice, um, which is just kind of funny to me. So we have like scoured the internet uh, for questions that we can provide advice on that hopefully is helpful, pretty general, some like mostly like light-ish stuff, nothing too heavy. interesting things that we can just sort of like talk about and hopefully it's interesting for you all to listen to yeah I'm excited to get into these uh you know these questions like what are people seeking yes. advice on and what can we what can we really offer to them I'm interested what can to we see. provide I yeah. think do you do you think that you give good advice I don't know I've been told that I have and that I haven't um I've given advice that hasn't panned out but Mm -hmm. I would maintain that that's not necessarily my fault and I think when I give advice to people I'm sure most people maybe feel this way um I kind of like go big I'm like yeah like just do it like it'll be great but if it was me in that situation I would not just do it or whatever you know right so I'm not really acting in the way that I normally would yeah that makes sense because it's obviously I don't know well I mean there's a lot more to consider when it's uh when it's somebody else you think like yeah like you can totally do that whereas like if somebody's in their own head they're like oh no there's no way I could do that like yeah I feel like there's more barriers when it's like internal rather than if you explain it to somebody and they're seeing it from the outside they're like yeah dude that's totally possible yeah yeah I, I feel the same way you know um so should we get into these questions yeah let's get into it Okay, do you want to go first? Oh, um, yeah. If you want. I'll go first. Um, okay. Jeez, which one should I start with? (laughs) There's so many, like, kind of, like, good ones. Mm -hmm. Um, okay, I'm gonna start with one that's, like, kind of, like, innocent. And just, uh, just kind of cute. Okay. So, this one I found on Reddit. And this person says, what smooth ways are there to sit next to a person you want, for example, at a gathering? And then they say, let's say there is a gathering or a group of people meeting up at, at a restaurant. Is there a smooth way to sit next to a person you want to sit with without drawing attention or having others wonder, like, why are you trying so hard? Hmm. That's a good question. What do you question. think about that? Um, I would say... And maybe this person has thought of this. I would say ideally in like a party gathering situation. Well, I was going to say you have somebody like introduce you, but it sounds like you already know the person. Um, mm-hmm. I honestly, okay, I'm going to do what I just said that I do. I'm going to say just just do it. <laughs> like I, I think myself included, yeah. a lot of people sort of feel like, like really overanalyze things and it's like what are people gonna think and blah 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 and I get that and I do that but I think that if you just like I'm putting myself in the situation as somebody else at this gathering and it's like okay if this person just came and sat next to this other person Mm -hmm. I don't think I would assume a whole lot about it I would just be like okay they're just like I think when somebody does something confidently and like doesn't make a big deal out of it then it just like it's not a big deal 
Yeah, because I mean, I'm picturing like a situation, you know, like at a restaurant where like, oh, if there's a gathering or like a group of people, um, you know, I feel like it's pretty easy just to go up to the person and say, oh, is anybody sitting here? Is it okay if I sit here? You know, like, like if you're just casual about mm-hmm. it, like, I think that's a pretty smooth way to just ask like, oh, is this, is, is this seat taken? Yeah, no, I agree. I think, yeah, just, you know, don't overthink it. Just be chill about it be polite and it's probably fine yeah like I don't think anybody would think why are you trying so hard as long as you're being like chill about it and not like super unless there was like context of like oh I know that this person is in love with this other person like I know external (laughs) information but it sounds like that's not the case yeah, it's pretty, like, vague. Like, they didn't really go into any sort of, like, detail or, like, give a specific situation. It was just like, oh, I, like, this thing is coming up where there's going to be this group gathering and I want to sit next to somebody. So how can I do that as smoothly as possible? Yeah. And I I, I, I think, yeah, like, Michaela said, just do it or just, like, politely mm-hmm. ask them, oh, is anybody sitting here? Is it okay if I sit here? Mm-hmm. I think I, that's yeah. totally fine. Yeah, solved. Um, God, we're so good at this. We're really great at this already. Um, my first question <laughs> is also like party related <gasps> and like etiquette kind of related. So that's fun. Oh, that's um, fun. I like that. So the question is, can I show up empty handed to a party? Um, I see this friend once a year, but keep in touch throughout. Is it rude not to bring anything to their birthday party? Now, this is a very interesting situation. That is interesting. They only see them once a year. It it yeah, which makes me feel like why are you being invited to the party a little bit? Yeah. But it it depends it's like is it like is it a big party or is it like a you know, 10 people? You know what I mean? I think the bigger the party, the less pressure there is to bring something. Definitely. Yeah, I would say if it's a big party where it's like oh, they're just inviting like fuck all, like it's like oh, just bring bring whoever like if it's more Mm -hmm. casual then I wouldn't say bring anything like you know when when we used to go to parties in high school was it like you would bring anything like that's a little too well you know I guess it depends on the age as well right if you're older then it's different but um I would say if you're a teenager you'll get away with not doing that oh yeah but I mean yeah if you're like if we're thinking like this person is like our age like you know Mm -hmm. they're mid-20s I don't know. I think I think I, w- I think I. Would. I don't know. I think I would bring something. Yeah, I think you kind of have to. Yeah, like even if it's something just like a like a like a happy birthday card that you sign. Like even if it's something like really 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 inexpensive, I would just bring like something that's something. a little thoughtful. You know, like even if it's a card, it doesn't have to be like you know a, a huge gift or like you don't even have to get them like a gift card or anything like that. I would just at least bring like a card or something. Yeah, I think you can't, again, really, unless it's, again, like a huge blowout party, I think you shouldn't really be showing up empty-handed. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, God. Solved. Two for the count. Yeah. Solved. Um, okay, I have one that's a little more serious. Okay. And when I, well, not like, not like, not like, like trauma-related or anything, but just like, um, uh, this is like a best friend question. Mm. And when I when I read it, I, I, I gasped. I was like, oh, my goodness, this is this is, you know, uh, uh, this is rough. So this is what the heading says. It says, best friend of 10 years ghosted me. Should I confront her about it? Ooh. And this is what they say. Uh, Going through this myself and feel a bit devastated. My best friend and I have known each other for a decade now. We grew together in our early 20s 
toured the country in our band, traveled together, and went on many dance nights. Through thick and thin, we were each other's best friend. However, in recent years, she became very famous on Instagram and entered a different world filled with influencers. She grew in her career, and I decided to go to school to pursue fashion. However, since August 2020, she hasn't been in contact with me. Usually, she checks in on me and asks to hang out, but she's completely stopped reaching out. She's even stopped watching my stories on Instagram. I texted her on her birthday and the holidays, but it's not the same. So, like, you know, uh, she's, she said basically her best friend of 10 years ghosted her. Best and friend. she was asking, has, has somebody ever... Has, has a best friend ever ghosted you and how did you handle it? Would you confront them or let them go? I actually have been in this situation. Yeah. Minus the Instagram influencer. So Yeah, minus all that. Yeah. So my someone who was my like best friend in grade school and high school, towards the end of high school, our friendship stopped being um good for me, I think. And part of that, in a good way, is because I started becoming friends with Chantel. We met towards the end of high school. And I was like, oh, I actually really get along with this person. And this is actually a much nicer person. And I enjoy spending time with them much more than this other person who was my best friend for like a very long time. Um, And so it was kind of more of just like a fizzling out. Like there was like this thing we were supposed to do. And then I was like, hey, are we like still doing that? And then I just never heard back. Um, Damn. and when I, I just left it cause I just felt like I was over it anyways at that point. Um, and was just kind of like frustrated and like, didn't really like that person a lot anymore. Um, this was so long ago, so I don't care anymore. But at the time I was like, okay, whatever. Um, and I just left it and I didn't reach back out to that person because I just felt like if you wanted to talk to me, you would talk to me. Um, mm-hmm. and that's kind of how I feel about this. Although it doesn't sound like this person is wanting to reach out to maybe solve anything. It more so sounds like it's for, um, you know, like closure, right? Like yeah. to say something that they feel needs to be said about this situation. And I do understand that. And I think they have the right to reach out and, you know, I wouldn't say, expect like your text or whatever to be answered I would say probably like you know say what you need to say to make you feel better about it and Mm -hmm. then you know if they answer fine and if they don't you've said what you needed to say um and I think you know just be respectful and I think it's you know people change and you obviously have this very specific new life as an Instagram influencer which is cool um but this is sort of how I feel about it. We have so much history together and it's a little hurtful or whatever that we just like stopped, you know, there's like this distance between us and I don't know how you feel about it, but I feel like it sucks or I was disappointed our friendship ended this way or kind of like feels like it's fizzling out. Um, yeah, I think you have the right to say something if you're respectful about it because that's like a that's a long relationship and for that person Mm -hmm. to you know things do fizzle out but for that person to kind of you know I don't want to say devalue it because it sounds so judgmental but to not put work into it uh, because you can always tell when one person is trying more than the other that's not great in my opinion yeah see the thing is is that like I feel like any friendship that I've had 
um, like it has been like kind of a ghosting kind of situation <laughs> like when it's ended like it's never been something that like well I don't know some of them it's like you can tell when something isn't like working anymore like I've had friendships before where it's like oh like we'll hang out and it's like every single time that I hang out with them I'm like wow we really like are struggling through this or like are forgetting things that like we should know about each other or like it just seems like it's not really the same or like you clearly have totally different interests than me and uh yeah we're just not as close as we used to be you know so there have been a lot mm. of times where it's just like I don't know it, it's it's so weird it's just like yeah you have all like you know you can have so much history together and you can, you can be like sorry I just knocked over my coffee um <laughs> you know you can be so like close with each other um you know for so long and then and then it just it just stops I don't know it's like it's, you know one thing happens and it's like well I guess I guess they're on a different path than I am and yeah I don't know sometimes I think that it's uh it's totally normal you know they say that sometimes like you know the friends that you have are just like in the current you know uh like environment that you're in you know and and like the friends that you have in high school they're not going to be be your best friends forever or the you know friends that you make in college or university like it's like you know you kind of make friends because you're there and then maybe when yeah. you go different ways maybe you don't have as much contact with them and I think that's totally normal um but you know in the such in a specific situation like this where it's like somebody's a an Instagram influencer like you know that's like a huge change in their career and I don't think that this person should forget like you know where they came from or like the friends that they had you know I feel like especially in that kind of climate sometimes I feel like oh like there's a there's a lot of like oh I'm gonna hang out with this person because they can gain me more influence or more followers or like you know I and sometimes I feel like maybe that kind of social media like environment can be a little bit toxic and it's like well you know I had friends before that like liked me for who I was and didn't care like about my status on Instagram you know so yeah I think it's totally okay to confront them not like in a mean way I just kind of say like hey man like you know we've been best friends for a long time and like you know I totally support your this like growth in your career I think it's amazing you know what you're doing but I also you know I still want us to be close and I still really value our friendship so like you know you just you, you want your friends to make an effort for you you know you don't want to mm-hmm. be like Michaela said you don't want to be the one making all the effort uh it takes yeah. two for sure yeah okay solved solved god we're so good we're really good at this um yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> i gonna say that after every question <laughs> yeah sorry <laughs> uh no I mean it's, it's true. just the truth it's the truth um okay so uh, it's another one I have. So uh, it's called Advice for a New Driver. Um, so this is a younger person. Uh, they say, I'm learning how to drive, being taught by their parents. Um, but I have really bad anxiety, and sometimes it gets in the way of driving. I know practice will make me feel comfortable, but I know there's nothing wrong with advice. To be honest, I'm struggling with figuring out how to position my side view mirrors and how to use them in general, and a general perception of staying in my lane. Uh, my brother is a really bad driver and I've gotten into a couple accidents with him. Once he totaled the car completely, he ran a red light going way too fast and we got T-boned and slammed into a huge pole. So that adds on to the anxiety. I nearly had a panic attack on my first trip on the highway. Any advice on how to chill out and driving in general? 
Jeez, that's tough. Especially if you've been like in an accident before, I can imagine that that would give you yeah. a lot of driving anxiety. Um, yeah, totally. You know, you'd be terrified to be like on <laughs> driving on the road because you think at any moment, because you mm-hmm. know, car accidents are so quick, like they yeah. happen in such like a, 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 an instant. Um, yeah, you know, dude, I, I, I think it's probably about like, uh, you know, just honestly, it, like it seems like not good advice to say like driving more but I I would think that the more you would do it the more you would feel comfortable and like maybe avoid like high anxiety areas like maybe like you know when I was like um uh when I was learning how to drive I would take like really small uh trips when I when I had just like my learning permit or be like oh like my dad would be like well why don't you drive to like Omanopa's house and it would be like it's it's like a five minute you know drive and it's like very chill and like <laughs> you know yeah. you have somebody with you that's like you know they, they can kind of still like direct you and and, and teach you um and you know yeah. maybe I don't know if like uh you know maybe playing some like music that uh would would help maybe relieve some anxiety if you're able to have some music on that's like you know relaxing or something that you like I don't know if that would help at all um yeah I don't know it's it's it it's hard to to get over that because yeah like I said especially if you you've been in an accident uh that can be really scary but you know you got to be uh safe like make sure that you know like you know, take it easy. Like, don't worry about the other people around you because there are mm-hmm. a lot of, like, you know, drivers who are impatient and aggressive. And, like, you just need to, you know, I, I know it's, like, really hard to ignore those people because when somebody's tailgating me, I feel my blood pressure rising. But, like, you just need to be like, you know, like, I'm going the speed limit. I'm driving the way I'm supposed to be driving. I'm not going to let people, like, you know, make me, it's like their Rito. It's like, to me, that's like a form of like bullying, like people on the Mm -hmm. road, like cutting people off or like, you know, coming really close and like cutting you off. Like, I don't know, like I, I like, you know, driving is is supposed to be fun, but I feel like other people on the road can like really uh, ruin that for, for people, you know? Um, Totally. What do you think, Michaela? Are there ways that like, that, like, have you dealt with that before? Yeah. um, I would say like, yeah, like the those like sort of general anxieties. I've never been in an accident, thankfully. But those sort of like general anxieties about it, I totally understand when you first start driving. Like especially like I found that like even doing the limit, like doing 50 like kilometers an hour, I felt like I'm like I'm daredevil. Like I'm driving <laughs> so fast. And now it's like I'm I don't really drive 50, like I'll drive a little bit over or whatever, you know. Um, So I think some of it just does come with like time and experience and being on the road. And I also think that if you have unfortunately had those instances where you're in a car with somebody who is not a safe driver, um, that's awful. But I do think that it would probably make you a safe driver, safer Mm -hmm. anyways, because you've had this experience and it was clearly something that you recognized as bad and unsafe and something you don't want to do. So I feel like it's actually good in a way that you're not thinking about it and being nervous about it, but that it's something you have on your mind because I feel like, oh, that person is going to take extra care not to do those things because um, they know firsthand how unsafe it is, right? Um, So I feel like you have to, you know, I feel like you probably can't fight the anxiety too much. I feel like, like Chantal said, you have to kind of start slower and 
try and find even if it's like a parking lot like at night sort of situation and getting comfortable with that um you know like really quiet roads at like off peak hours I feel like is a good idea um and if you have a panic attack going on the highway I'm not going to say never drive on the highway again but you know don't force yourself before you're ready um and I would say to the specific things they mentioned earlier um with how you know, they're struggling to position side view mirrors and how to use them in general and like staying in like your lane while you're driving. I feel like every first time driver um, struggles with those things. And uh, I would probably say, you know, avoid the really high stress situations like the highway until you're comfortable with those sorts of things, because I feel like you'll be more confident in yourself as a driver at that point. Um, And then like in terms of like actually positioning side view mirrors, you just have to make sure that like you see a little bit of your car door in each of the mirror and an appropriate amount of of the road, you know, sort of beyond that. and, and not too low down. You want to be able to like see the horizon. Um, and you'll kind of, as you drive, you'll get used to what makes sense for you. Um, and I also had trouble with like kind of driving out of my lane. And I think a lot of that was because you're also trying to worry about so many things at once. You're trying to worry about your mirrors, your speed. Are you doing this properly? Are you, like there are so many things you have to do at once when you're driving that now I don't even think about. Like it's just like it's totally second nature. But when you're mm-hmm. learning how to drive, you're, it feels like you're trying to do a million things at once. And then so, yeah, you might be thinking about your mirrors and then you kind of go out of your lane a little bit. So I would say those things are going to happen be aware of them as much as possible um, and you will eventually get used to it and like figure out you know how your car moves and like the amount of space your vehicle takes up and and all that sort of stuff yeah yeah with the with the mirrors thing I know that sometimes like um, it would be hard for me to like adjust my mirrors if I was just like parked in my in my you know driveway but once you're driving and it like if there's a, a car behind you're like oh my mirror is way off I need to like adjust that like you'll, you'll you'll be able to kind of get the idea of like oh yes this is the way that my mirrors should be like if my dad ever drives my car and he adjusts the mirrors like I can instantly be like oh no this is this is way off for me mm-hmm. um so yeah it's all it's all it's all just with practice and, and experience you know mm-hmm. totally yeah nailed it solved absolutely nailed it yeah Okay, this one, me and Michaela have a strong opinion on. Well, I think we will because okay. we've talked about this before, and it's okay. it's 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 a dating kind of app kind of question. Yeah. And um, uh, this person says, "Does a dating app bio actually matter or make a difference?" I uh, yeah, absolutely, one thousand percent yes. And I think. <laughs> This is also like a personal thing because I think for some people, i.e. most men, it does not matter. It feels mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter at all. It feels like they're not reading. They don't know how to read. So, you know, maybe it doesn't matter to other people. Maybe this person isn't somebody who reads other people's bios or something. Um but I do. I mean, if it's like a some people write too much, don't get me wrong. Like my bio on those apps when I had them was always uh very short like a couple sentences because I just feel like I'm not gonna sit here and like list my interests or you know three like fun facts about myself or something 
It's just like a very chill bio. It gives you an idea of the type of person I am, like my general attitude, I would say. But, you know, it's not like this is where I went to school and this is what I do for a living. It's like, well, you can put those things in like a specific section of your bio. So I don't really know why you would say them. Um, So yeah, I I always keep it brief and I do read other people's bios for sure. But when I see somebody who has a crazy long bio, I am probably more likely to swipe left on that person because I just feel like, why are you like, unless they write something that seems really cool or they seem really cool outside of that, I feel like there is a limit on how much you that's what talking is for is to get to know the person and it's also just acknowledging that like most people aren't going to read a whole like essay in your bio so it's Mm -hmm. finding what is appropriate to mention and what you feel like is true to you but I do feel like they're important I feel like if I see somebody without a bio it takes they have to be very very attractive for me to swipe right on them like way more than they normally would have had to be probably definitely yeah, the person who wrote, like, this question, uh, they identify as, like, 20 male. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, um, he had said, I matched with a girl who was, like, you know, like, like he said a, a straight up 10, which, you know, I don't agree with rating women. But anyway, he was saying her bio, her bio just had her country's flag. And then he was saying, oh, we talked and I got her, like, Snapchat and he was like, oh, like, uh she was just like one of the you know worst people just like really you know pretentious and blah 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 but i mean you know dude you you have your own problems so anyway Mm -hmm. so he was just saying like like do you actually care about what's in the bio and i i think it 100 percent matters like you need to have at least a few things you know like michaela said don't write a whole essay um you want to have things to be able to talk about but that's the thing too if your bio is just empty or you just have a bunch of emojis in it it's like well how what do i talk to you about like especially if you're like, especially with, like, men, it's, like, are they, like, their photos are normally really bad. Um, you know, they just, their bios are, like, their their profile in general is usually not great. So the bio can, can definitely, uh, like, the bio, if your bio is good, that could be, you know, like, a difference in swipe for mm-hmm. me. Even if your photos are kind of not, you know, like, I can't really tell what you look like or they're a little blurry or they seem like they're five years old. I mean, if mm. you have a good bio, then hey. You have a shot. Yeah. You got at least a little bit of a shot. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they are important, but that doesn't necessarily mean a lot of people are reading them. Mm-hmm. But it also depends on what you're looking for too, right? Like if you're looking for something super casual, um, maybe you don't really care a lot about that person's interests. And I think that's yeah. probably fine. You can still be a respectful person and not be super interested in that so I think that's another difference and I also just feel like I'm going to sound a thousand but I do feel like maybe people who are a little bit younger than us uh maybe there's just like a difference in communication you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like in terms of what is appropriate and what's not like I always remember like when I was maybe 18 or something I saw this like this like interview on YouTube with Ezra and I think Chris from Vampire Weekend and it was like an advice thing and uh it was like I think a teenager had asked like you know if they should break up with their boyfriend or something and should they do it over text or something like that and initially Ezra and Chris were like no like you really shouldn't do that over text but then Ezra sort of pivoted and said well actually this person is a lot younger than us maybe that is appropriate for that age group like they decide what is appropriate to them and what's not so maybe that is okay so I think that could also be 
a factor, um, Mm -hmm. you know, in terms of like how people communicate. That could be another thing of like people in their mid-20s just like communicate a little bit differently or expect a different type of communication could also be a factor. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Solved. Solved. Um, Okay. So mine is... uh, very funny so um (laughs) it's about a parking spot dispute um so this person says i just recently moved into a townhome community for parking there's a parking lot in front of the row of homes each resident has one numbered spot and there are several unmarked spots in between for like visitors and whatnot my neighbor who has lived here for more than a decade left a note reminding me to move my car out of their spot i'm currently parked in an unmarked spot which means it is first come first served to anyone I'll be living here for several years. I don't want it to be uncomfortable uncomfortable between us. Um, and, you know, I have bigger issues, basically. On the other hand, I don't want to feel like I can't park in an open spot that is up for grabs, especially if it's the last open spot or I need to, uh, like, unload something. Um, any advice on how to best handle this situation? So this is interesting. Yeah, that's um, – see – like, I think that's total bullshit. Like, I think, yeah, mm-hmm. first come, first serve. If it's an unmarked spot, you have a spot. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, you don't want to cause drama with your neighbor. And also, maybe your neighbor has, like, specific circumstances where they need, like, right. that spot specifically. Like, I don't know if there's anything, you they know, it's like an, there's not information about that. It's like that, an end but... spot. Okay. In, in the row. So that could be a, maybe a reason. But they also didn't say if there's a specific reason that I feel like they would have mentioned. Yeah. I assume. You know, I think I used to live in like a townhouse and this was our parking situation. Um, and you had like a spot with your number on it. And then there were like visitor parking spots. And we never really had an issue with this. Um, but I mean, look, if there was an abundance of unmarked spots, I would say leave it alone because maybe that spot is really convenient for that person and even though they're being a dick about it like it's probably better not to cause trouble if there are a lot of other unmarked spots that you can park in but if that's kind of one of the only ones you're going to be able to get and you need a spot then I feel like you're you know you're right to bring it up basically maybe Mm -hmm. I don't know because I feel like this sort of thing could devolve into very petty actions very quickly, like a lot of note leaving and a lot of, you know, passive aggressive, you know, stuff like that. I feel like that could happen very easily in this situation. I would feel like as much as I would hate to do this, the best thing is probably to talk to that person to avoid it turning into a really... um petty argument thing between neighbors Mm -hmm. that's going to last for at least a couple years I would say if you talk to them and they know know who you are and you kind of like explain your situation yes maybe they'll be totally unreasonable and be a dick about it it sounds like they're already kind of unreasonable but you run you know maybe they will they'll see you as like a person and not as like a car in their spot and they'll be a little bit more understanding and less passive aggressive moving forward uh and if you just say like look I know that this maybe is convenient for you and I get it but you know 
I also live here and I also need this spot sometimes. So I feel like you can't really say it's your spot. And I would really like if we could come to like an understanding with this so that it's not an issue moving forward. And hopefully they appreciate that and are maybe amenable to that. Yeah. Like I would tell them like, look, like if there are other open spots, I will park somewhere else. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if that spot's available, best believe I'm taking it. (laughs) Yes. I don't know. It's it's hard because, it, like, you know, even if you don't live in, like, a, you know, like, a, a place where, like, there's specific spots. Like, I feel like even my own neighborhood, like, the way that people park is just, like, it bothers me or, like, it's annoying to me, like, what my neighbors are doing when they have, like, a two-car garage and then their, their driveway to park in. But they're, like, parking on the street and, like, they're, they're parking not very good. Like, they're blocking our driveway. It's, like... You know, there's already drama, like, outside of that. But it's like, yeah, that's, um, yeah, I I think if you want to avoid, you know, trouble with your neighbor, especially if you're both going to be living there for a long time, you better hash it out, like, ASAP so that it's not going to be an issue. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, solved. 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 Okay, see, now I feel like I have, I have to, well, not, like, they're not, like, serious, but I feel like a lot of mine are more, like, drama or like i do have a slightly more serious one after too so okay okay and a lot of these like again like i found on like you know like a lot of them are like dating relationship advice kind of questions so this one is pretty um this one's pretty bad so this one says found my best friend's boyfriend on tinder so this is what they say. I don't know what to do. This is the second time I found him on it. The first time they were only dating and I told her she confronted him and nothing seemed to happen. Now they've been together over a year and I've just found him on there again. Her last boyfriend cheated on her multiple times so this would break her. I cannot bear the thought of telling her again it was a bad it was bad enough the first time. I looked at the account and it looked exactly the same as before, same pictures and bio, etc. Uh, from a year ago. So I'm wondering whether it's just his old account popping up because I've done a lot of swiping this week, lol. No, I'm because I've heard people talk about this. I'm pretty sure Tinder buries inactive profiles. Yeah. So maybe, yes, you've done a lot of swiping, but even still, and listen, say it's inactive and he hasn't used it in over a year. There, I feel like there's no, that length of inactivity, there's no way it's showing up on like your swipe deck or whatever. And even if it was, I'd be like, well, why didn't you delete the account? You still should not have done that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's for sure cheating and you have to tell her and what a horrible person he is. Yeah. yeah you don't have like, a choice. You know, it sucks because it's like, oh, you feel like you're hurting your best friend, but you need to tell them like it's not your fault that this person is doing this thing. And, you know, the other good thing is like, you know, if you're the one telling them, it's like, you know what? It's like this is my best friend telling me like. You, you can be there to comfort this person and be like, look, dude, like, this this man ain't shit. Like, fuck this dude. Ditch him. Let's, like, yeah. let's have let's have girls day, you know? Yeah. I feel like you have to figure out the most appropriate time and place. I don't know if I would yeah. do that, like, over the phone so that they're in their own space and they can just, like, hang up and deal with it privately. Or if it's better to do it while you're, like, hanging out at someone's house or something. Depends on the person, I guess. Um, yeah. But I would say find, like, a good way for that person, you think, to hear that news. Um, which, 
honestly, of course it'll be very upsetting to her, but um, I feel like she probably won't be that surprised because if he's doing this, there are probably other things that she's suspicious about. Mm-hmm. And this had happened previously, even before they were like exclusive or whatever. Um, so yeah, you it's it's not inactive for sure. It's not inactive, and you have to you have to tell her. Unfortunately, yeah, you have to. It sucks, but I wouldn't envy that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bad situation to be in. But, Horrible, but you don't have a choice. You know. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's that, that's a part of being a good friend. And you it sounds protect like... your girls. Yeah, and it sounds also like this friend would not be... Like, the thing that always happens in sitcoms where it's like, you're lying, he would never do that, and they, like, get mad at their friend instead. I feel mm-hmm. like this friend wouldn't do that because they believed you the first time, and you were right the first time, and, like, this is kind of a known issue more or less so i feel like they won't feels unlikely that they would be upset with you for some reason you know yeah definitely yeah okay solved solved that sucks okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay so this one is called advice on dating and being single um (laughs) hey guys i've recently been feeling a little hopeless about the dating world and looking for advice on how to be okay with being alone I've never had anyone interested in me, and out of the 40-plus girls I've talked to, only one agreed to a date just to ghost me right after. That's rough. Rough. I've tried bettering every part of myself over the past year, and it's starting to seem like maybe I'm just the type of guy who will be single my entire life. I have lots of friends, and everyone tells me they like having me around and talking to me, and that one day I'll find the right one, but that advice is probably to make me feel better. I'm confident with myself, my hobbies, and friends, but having a connection with another person seems like it would be amazing. Is it? It's hard being surrounded with media, (laughs) family, and friends constantly pushing relationships and how great they are in my face. The only date I went on with that girl was just us talking for three hours about random stuff, but that was the most I've enjoyed doing something in a while. It's crazy to me that people uh, get that almost every day. Any advice for these things? Just looking for a reason to stop myself from crying whenever I see anything romantic. Relatable. (laughs) It's funny, dude. I I have the same question. Oh my god. (laughs) I have it up in front of me while you're reading it. (laughs) That's so funny. I was wondering if that would happen. That's really funny. Yeah. Of course it would happen. Yes. Always happens. I feel I feel bad for this person. They sound like a sweetie. Um Yeah. Damn forty know. plus girlies. Yeah. But that Only sounds one like one agreed to date. You know, forty plus girls on like Tinder is what I'm assuming this is, or like something like that. Um, and not like forty plus women in real life looking them in the eye, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um numbers uh, Maybe this sounds weird, but like the amount of people you talk to on Tinder doesn't really, the volume, there are so many more people on the app that you're just going to talk to a lot of people. Um, So although that's very, you know, disheartening, you're not alone in that. A lot of people deal with that. Um, It also depends on your area and like where you are. If it's a really busy, if you're in like a big city, you probably have more luck. If you're in like a little bit of a smaller place or, you know, whatever, then it might be a little bit harder. Um... But yeah, that's for sure rough. Um, but I like that this person said, you know, that they're so confident with themselves and like their interests and their life in general and that they've, you know, uh, bettered themselves over the past year. Um, so I think that's good because it feels like they're a confident, well-rounded person um, 
who was just like looking for something else to also add into their life in like a romantic relationship Mm -hmm. and you know there's nothing fun about getting ghosted there's nothing fun about getting rejected you know everyone has like been there um any advice that's what I'm struggling with I don't know like you you can't force those things they just Mm -hmm. I don't think that there's like one person for everybody but I think you will come across somebody who is one of the people who would be really good for you and I think that'll happen um it, it is just like a matter of time but I know how like frustrating that could be if that's something you're really looking for um so I you know it's great that you've like taken steps and you're still confident in yourself. That's really good. Um, and you just have to keep plugging away. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe try meeting somebody a different way. Maybe not in a pandemic. I know that's not really possible probably. Um, but if, if you can or if there's like, you know, some other situation or if you can wait, maybe that would be better for you. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's hard, dude, because, yeah, you know, I think uh, you can't force it, you know, if uh, if you find, you know, somebody that you s- seem to get along with and, like, they seem interested in you, then, like, that's great. But, like, you know, if somebody's not feeling it, then, yeah, you know, like, sometimes I feel like um, some people, like, I know that me and Mikhail have talked about this on the show before, about, like, how whenever we were on dating apps, we felt like we were more, like, uh particular about who we would actually go out on a date with yeah um so you know i feel like some people i think you need to be more like um you know like uh you need to choose wisely like not like yeah i know some people are just like oh i just want to go on a date with this person like like in in person because i want to you know make sure that we we're vibing you know but Sometimes I think, like, oh, I would hate to go on a date with somebody, and then it's, like, it's very evidently <laughs> obvious that we're not, like, getting along or that, like, this isn't what we thought it would be. It'd be, like, well, like, no, I want I only want to talk through the app, and then if things seem to go- be going well, then I'll know that that will translate in- into, you know, being, like, in person together. Yeah, um, we are So just particular. being, like, more, like, more, like, selective, I guess, about who you actually choose. Because then, you know, yeah. when, you, when you have to put in your question, like, 40 plus girls you've talked to like that's a lot and then and then they said well they say only one of one agree to a date so i guess they're not actually uh, like going out with them but yeah, yeah i mean it's it's hard on 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 dating apps like i uh you know you go through a lot of people yeah and i would say again you're not alone in that it sucks but like a lot of people deal with this so it's not like you're some like freak or something you know <laughs> like it's probably <laughs> fine yeah. Um, maybe try like Instagram or something. People basically use it as a dating app now. Um, mm-hmm. you know, try that maybe. Um, yeah, it's hard to really lessons. find like uh, solutions because it's like you know, dating apps are the way that they are. Like, I don't know if yeah. there's any way to change them or like if there's specific dating apps that are being used or if you use more than one, I don't know. Cause you know how they say like, Oh, Tinder's like the hookup app, even though it's not really like that anymore, but maybe try hinge. If you're not on hinge, that's supposed to be more geared towards that. I've never loved it, but, um, some people do. So try that. Yeah. Try something new. Yeah. Um, should we, cause we also, we have advice questions for each other. Oh yeah, we we are supposed to have advice for each other. Did you? Do you have a question or no? (laughs) 
Well, if you ask me your question, I will think of one. Okay. Because I was going to say, we could read another advice question that we already have up before we do our own questions. Yeah. So what do you think? Yeah. We can read one more. Okay. Do you have uh, one? Yeah, I can read one more. But this one is really like, it's not even advice. It's just kind of a question. Okay. And like, <laughs> I got it from the uh, the subreddit Ask Men because I thought that maybe I could find some gems in there. Yeah. Um, and this one just made me laugh really hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this person says, how to come quick and with honor. <laughs> oh. <laughs> with honor? <laughs> you can't. There's no with possible honor? way to do that. No. <laughs> with Quickly? honor? Sure. And that feels like a really personal thing that you need to figure out for you specifically how to do that. Yeah. With honor? It's that's not, not going to happen. My guy. That's not going to happen. You can't have honor doing that. That's not how that works. No. If you, you're not really supposed to feel that, you know? I don't think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I'd love to know like... what advice the guys, the, the fellas offered that one. <laughs> Yeah, I think a lot of them were just questioning, like, why do you want to come quick and with honor? Yeah. Like, what, like, what, like, what's the point of, that's not what that's for, you know? I tried not to read the comments on a lot of these, because I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, I don't want to be influenced by what other people are saying. Like, I want to come up with advice from my own, my own brain, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so sorry, no, we answered them like 30 seconds. I just thought it was no, kind of funny. <laughs> okay. Um, so my question is very unserious. So this is my personal question that I'm asking Chantal, um, which I think is something that I've asked before. I've definitely talked about before. Um, mm-hmm. What should I do with my hair? I don't – I'm very um, – unsatisfied with it I think it's fine um you know I'm good with it I don't Mm -hmm. want it really long like it's a shorter length right now which is what I prefer and I have like you know bangs which is also something that I like having but I also feel like I kind of want to change a little bit I don't want to dye it or anything I've done that a lot in the past like I've dyed my hair and like bleached it and stuff like that a lot in the past and it was very fun and like good experience but I don't want to do that again at least for you know quite a while so it's just like what should I do you know I've been seeing this um this this very popular hairstyle around for I don't know if it's even popular anymore I think it is but in the last like eight six eight months um it's it's uh, a very it's a fairly subtle version of the mullet cut that was popular or is popular I guess but it's sort of like there are still bangs and it's a little bit more shaggy and it's not super it's not super mullety it's just like very kind of layered and a little bit of like a feather bang situation I guess you would call it. And I don't know if that's right for me. 
Yeah. Dude, that is so fucking funny. Because while you were talking, before you started talking about Shagmala, like, you were like, oh, I don't want to dye it. And I like it short. And I like having bangs. I was like, dude, you should get a Shagmala. I was literally <laughs> thinking that in my head after I was like, I was like, oh my God, dude, she's going to say Shagmala. And you did. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, like, I've seen people doing that uh, recently, like, like online and stuff. I've seen people make mm-hmm. videos like giving myself a Shagmala. And like, I think it looks yes. good. Because I mean, you know, it's like, um, it's kind of already like, you know, it's already in the same like you're kind of like at the beginning steps of that right like the shorter hair and the bangs it's like yes. all you would need is like kind of you know like uh the the the, the curliness to it you yeah because yeah like you don't really want anything that's going to be super high maintenance like dying and stuff is mm-hmm. a lot of maintenance and like mm-hmm. a lot of expense and i feel like having something more like low-key but yeah. i mean yeah like the shagmala is kind of cool like it and is, i do think i like it on other off. people yeah that's my question is it for me? I think me? you could. Yeah. I think you okay. definitely could. Like, even if you wanted to just, like, um, like, even if, you, like, it wasn't, uh, like, totally obvious that, like, you were going for, like, a mullet, you know? Like, yeah. I think it could. I think it could I've work. seen, like, some very subtle versions of it where it's, like, it's more shag than it is mullet. Yeah. And I have, like, some examples in my phone that I can, like, reference. Um if I were to give myself one of those. So I've been thinking about that the last few days, especially Um, Mm. because my hair is still pretty short, but it's not like it was really short a few months ago and it's like grown out quite a bit now where it's like at my shoulders. Um, So it's getting to a length where it would be, you know, more appropriate to do something with it basically. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I think, I think if you're, if I think if you like the way the Shagmala looks, I think that you could fuck with that. Yeah. I think it would work. Okay, well, I'll look into that then. Yeah, but I also like the way, I also like, like, your hair the way it is. Like, I know it's, like, mm-hmm. very, like, um, it's very easy to get, like, bored with your hair, but, I mean, yeah. there's only so many things that you can do, I feel like. Like, sometimes I feel really, yeah. like, uninspired by hair. I'm like, what else can I, I do with this? Like, I, I just give myself my middle part and just, like, let it do its thing, because I just don't really, <laughs> just, like, whatever, man, like. I know, it's, like, there's only boring, so much I can but... do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I've a um I thought of a question. Okay. Um, and I feel like this is I, I, like I wanted to think of something that you already know about mm-hmm. me. Um, and maybe this is like a little more serious, but you know okay. we're 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 kind of we're kind of fucking around here. Yeah. So like Michaela, you know that I'm like somebody who's very hard on myself. Yeah. How do you think? Like, what steps can I take to stop doing that? Like, what do you think would be like a good place for me to start? Of like. how do you get out of that like uh you know that like thing of like always being hard on yourself because sometimes I do it without even realizing it um until until like somebody points it out to me after I'm like oh yeah I I I keep doing that it's like just like habitual and it's 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 kind of uh severe and I don't really know how to stop doing it um so what what do you think would be a good like stepping stone for that yeah my first one is going to be something that you know, because we mm-hmm. say this pretty frequently, <laughs> and I know it mm-hmm. can be hard to implement, but the thing of like, would I say this to my friend? Like, if I'm yes. if my, if Michaela was in this situation, would I ever say to her, "You're so fucking stupid"? Like, <laughs> you would never, obviously. No. You know what I mean. So I feel like that is a good um, tool to like immediately kind of stop and check yourself because it. 
as bad as this sounds, it doesn't really require you to be nice to yourself. It just requires you to like put it in a new perspective, which if you can implement it over time would hopefully break the habit. Um, but it is hard because like you said, if you don't always realize that you're doing it, um, then you probably still have the effects of it, like feeling Mm -hmm. like shit, but you don't know that you've done that to yourself really as much, or you don't really realize when you're doing it that you're doing it. Um, so I feel like that is difficult, but I believe that pretty much all habits can be broken. So, um, you, some people do this. This isn't like real psychological advice, of course, but some people do this thing. Um, it's basically like an aversion tactic. They'll have like an elastic band on their wrist. Um, and whenever they, you know, want to bite their nails or want or like think something badly about themselves, you snap the elastic uh, so that you over time will stop doing it because you associate it with like the pinch of the elastic. Mm-hmm. Um so that's an option. Um, yeah, because I feel like you need – the key is finding a way to, like, check yourself when you're in the moment. You know what I mean? I feel like that's sort of the key to the issue um, because saying anything super general of, like, don't be hard on yourself or whatever is not really helpful because uh, that's the whole problem. So I feel like if you can find something that's specific – and is quick and easy like the elastic thing mm-hmm. and maybe also the implementing like the friend tactic if you can do those things then over time maybe it won't go away a hundred percent but at least you'll stop being so you'll stop thinking those things in like i don't know if you can ever like stop thinking a thing but you know what i mean like it'll kind of check you to not be so aggressive about it mm-hmm. um And then I feel like if you get to a point where that has started to help and you've like, you're not doing it as much, then I feel like that gives you more time when you do it again, you probably have more time and like space to be like, okay, well, why? And like interrogate it and like, well, why am I saying this to myself? Like, would I say this to my friend? No, I wouldn't. Um, Like trying to like reframe the issue of like, how if I was describing this problem and I had to describe it in language without ever saying it was my fault or I did something bad or I made a mistake or whatever, if I had to describe this situation without using that language, how would I describe it so that you have like a new perspective on it? Maybe mm-hmm. something like that could also be helpful. Yeah. Because, you know, like there have been like, um, you know, I don't really want to take like a like, there are some things that, you know, like, uh, work for people in terms of, like, oh, like, having better self-esteem. Like, they, like, write, like, these positive affirmations on, like, their mirror and then they, like, read them to themselves. Like, I don't think I could ever do something like that because that's just not my kind of, like, thing. Yeah. Like, for some people, I know it's helpful. It's pretty but corny. Me, it would feel pretty corny, yeah. So, like, you know, I was just like, oh, I want something that's, yeah. like, not so, um, because, you know, like, I'm, I'm probably somebody who wants to feel more, like, uh, um... Like, uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. I just had it in my head and now I can't remember. Like, um, you know how there's like, like, uh, there's like body positivity and then there's like, there's something there that's like, oh, like, like be feeling like, like pretty like neutral. Like, I just want to feel like, you know, I don't want to say bad things, mm-hmm. but I'm also not like looking to like, <laughs> be like, you're a bad bitch who can do anything. You know, like I just want to feel kind basically. of like, yeah, like, I just want to feel like yeah. content. You know, I just want to reach that, like, neutrality. So, I, like, I'm trying to find things to do that's, like... I totally not... get... Yeah. Yeah, I totally get that. I think, um, 
yeah, some of the, like the language around like those types of things is pretty embarrassing. Like mm-hmm. a real quick side note, there's I use like the Peloton app for their like floor workouts, not for the bike stuff. There's this one instructor I really like, but she and I think they all kind of do this. Um, you'll be like doing a plank or whatever and they're like you are so powerful I'm like Rebecca I don't need you to say that can you just tell me how long I have to stay here for like I don't need you're the most powerful woman in shut up like shut like I'm not and it's fine like I'm just can you just tell me what I'm doing next like yes. I really don't like that so I I feel you yeah um yeah I think it's I feel like maybe the rewording it to like kind of in a neutral sort of way describe the situation without blaming yourself like if you can find other language about it then maybe in your own mind you'll start to frame it just like in the in the facts you know what I mean like in Mm -hmm. the cold hard what happened and even if there is like oh I made a mistake or I you know didn't submit something on time or I you know kind of forgot about this like also not beating yourself up for it which I know is difficult but being like everybody makes like these sorts of mistakes and whatever um and that's that's okay and in that situation okay well if this was Michaela would I talk to her like that you know what I mean like yeah finding ways just to look at it kind of in a more neutral way like you said Mm -hmm. and not placing so much emphasis on like mistakes because everybody everybody makes mistakes everyone makes uh you know yeah everyone has those days so I feel like that's I don't know if that's helpful but I feel like that is what I would say yeah no, I mean, that's that, that's a great place yeah. to start, you know? And, you know, I feel like I feel like we give good advice after recording this. I think so. What I think the, the advice we gave was, like, Audience, legit. what do you think? Yeah. I think and so, too. I think want it's... advice? <laughs> yeah. You can email us. Don't look at me, pod at gmail.com, if you want advice. And also DM us on Instagram or Twitter, at don't look at me, pod, if you want advice. And we'll... We'll, we'll friggin' air your dirty laundry and we'll give you some advice. Yeah, we'll keep it anonymous yeah. if you don't, don't want to yeah, be of course. exposed. That's fine. Of course. Yeah. We're just here to help, man. Yeah, that's right. So I think we're wrapping up the show now. Um, I yeah. hope you enjoyed this. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, <laughs> I'm getting choked up. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, well, you know, saying goodbye is hard. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's really difficult. Well, everyone, I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope our advice was helpful. Um, you can follow us on our social media. We have both Twitter and Instagram. Don't look at me pod. Uh, we make memes. Uh, you can also email us. Don't look at me pod at gmail.com where you can send us any questions, concerns, comments. Um, and also please review us on Apple, um, Apple Podcast. Yeah, Five star sure. review. And if it's anything less, we'll murder you and your entire family. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you. Uh, You can follow us, subscribe to us, and don't look at us. Bye. Bye.